Hey, my friend, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you will forgive my voice today. I am battling a little bit of a uh, stuffy head cold. Been a very busy couple of weeks. Uh, beginning of uh, March, went out to a podcast conference, connected with an amazing number of uh, folks there, and then followed that up with going to an AI conference uh, just a little bit over a week ago. 400 people packed in a room, and I think I must have picked a little something up. But listen, it has been an absolute fire hose of a month for me. And I hope you are following along with what's going on in the world of AI and ChatGPT. And I hope you are connected to the Growth Driven Entrepreneur community, which you can become a member for free at growthdrivenentrepreneur.com and be a part of the community that is moving really fast in these very fast moving and changing times technologically. I don't want to make this sound like hyperbole, but some very smart people that I have had a chance to connect with, way smarter than me, way more technical than me, been in software development for 30 plus years. They are literally saying that what we're experiencing right now technologically is as big as the internet. And as a business owner, you cannot take this lightly. You cannot be left behind. I have been saying to our community that as most of us know, and I've been in business a long time, that success loves speed. Not only does it love speed, it also loves and favors those who move the swiftest in moments of change. And I've talked to a lot of people in the last couple of weeks who are resistant to what is happening right now in front of our eyes. This isn't about ChatGPT, but before we get into today's show, I want to talk about this idea of how to overcome fear in sales. I was having a call with someone and the conversation, the way it progressed, I said, huh, I think there's probably someone else listening to the show who could use some of the dialogue that we had during that coaching call. But I also want to make sure to bring you to your attention that I have dropped in episode 218 and 219, a monster combination of episodes on the content creation formula to grow your brand. You know, and I'm digging back into the archives of some of the things that I've learned starting to create content online back in 2007 on YouTube and going forward with our agency. And then in episode 220, again, I dropped a monster episode from a training that we had inside the Growth Driven Entrepreneur community. It was strictly on the $1 a day social media ad strategy that so many people have mentioned that they did not really understand how it worked. They didn't even know about it. And I'm telling you, by the way, a dollar a day is not going to scale your business. Let's be clear about that. But it's a way for everyone here to get in the game. And no, we're not talking about boosting posts. Having said that, I would invite you again into the Growth Driven Entrepreneur community at growthdrivenentrepreneur.com. It is free to join right now. So we look forward to seeing you on one of our next live sessions. Many entrepreneurs and business owners uh, feel hesitant or a level of resistance towards the idea of sales or selling. But it's really important to understand that selling the way I do it and the way I teach it and coach it is not about pushing a product or service on to people. The way I like to say it, it's a conversation between someone who acknowledges that they have a problem and they are looking actively for a solution to that problem. And therein lies the distinction. I'm giving a talk, an accelerator 
this weekend to startups about demand generation marketing. And it's one of the key points, and that is the difference between demand generation and what we would call, I guess, more sales-oriented marketing or funnel-based marketing is what I call a triggering event. And that triggering event gets that person moving in the direction to solve a problem. Now, when you do sales right, you are actually building a relationship with your prospect who would then become your customer in advance of the sale happening because you're spending time understanding their needs and desires. Now, I'll also caveat this, that we're not talking about e-commerce in this particular example. You're not building a relationship with your customer on a $10 or $20 product. But I would argue that what Amazon has done so well is they've created a process and a model that builds a relationship, not necessarily with each individual vendor or merchant on the platform in the marketplace, but they, as Amazon, have taken ownership of the relationship of trust. So this idea of selling, when we were having this conversation, I was trying to emphasize the point that our job in the conversation of sales, when the person has identified they have the problem that perhaps your product or service can solve, our job is to develop a deep connection with understanding their needs and their desires, and then working through a process of Q&A to see if we can help them solve their problem and improve their life with whatever it is you're offering. I like to say that if you embrace selling as a conversation, you will completely shift your focus from making sales, earning a commission, driving revenue, to really solving the problem for their customer, whether they buy from you or not. Now, I've been selling since I was 20 years old. Now, I'll take you back to the swap meet where I used to set up my selling stand, selling hats and t-shirts and sportswear. And the reality was this was a marketplace where people came to pick up things that were cheap and make deals and all of these things. But the reality is when someone arrived at my table and they were looking at my shirts, let's say it was a Dodger shirt or a sweatshirt or a hat or any of the teams that I had, and I always carried the most popular teams, when they walked up to the table, one thing I understood was they weren't just going to throw the money on the table and buy the product. I had to, at some point, ask for the sale. So the way I like to think about it in this broader sense, because if you're a service provider, you provide a high level, whether you're a coach or an author or a speaker, you provide a consultative level of service. I want to talk you through three key points and then kind of wrap this up for today, because this topic is a very big topic that I cover inside of the MindShift Business Academy, and it's a a complete process and and a program that I teach there on high ticket selling. And it is one of the easiest ways. And for me, the only way that I can sell, the only way I know how to sell. I just don't think that in my mind I've ever sold anyone anything. Uh, But let me give you three or four big ideas and wrap this up for today. I just want to drive this point home because, you know, in today's market, there's so much competition. You have competitors vying for your customer's business. And I'll also say something else. And that is, this is an interesting distinction that I picked up on many, many years ago. And that is, when you make a sale or a prospective customer decides to do business with you, there's a chasm there of opportunity. What do I mean? Number one, they have made a decision 
to trust you with their capital, their earnings, their dollars, to give you the trust to solve their problem with your product or your service. And what's interesting, and a lot of entrepreneurs make this mistake, and that is they think the sale is over. They think the sale has been made once the customer gives them the money. Well, the customer is just beginning the relationship with you at this point. And so they look at it as, huh, I just now decided to give them my money and the relationship is really just beginning. And I can think back to all of the types of businesses that I've owned and the hundreds of companies now that we've advised or done agency work with. And we always have to drive the point that number one, we have to continually have a customer-centric mindset. We got to take the focus away from the sale to not only solving the problem, but understanding that now the real work is in delivering the value promised over the period of time that we need to deliver the work. Number two, at the key to all of it is relationships. You know, I remember 30 years ago when I was a general manager for Taco Bell, and I remember the conversation that the customer is always right. And your logical mind will say, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. They're crazy sometimes. But the reality is we're trying to build a relationship, right? We're trying to say, what genuinely are they interested in? And if they are not happy with something, let's remind ourselves that it's the relationship of trust that we want to maintain. Now, it can't be perfect in all situations, and certainly you can't necessarily keep a customer forever, but what they're looking for is that you care about them and their success, and that you will be the person they can trust and support them. You know, one of the things that I've said for many years, and that is whenever someone gives me a referral, and I value referrals to the end of the earth, I swear I do, because there's no higher level of trust than when someone tells someone else that you're the person they should work with, your company, your firm, your process, your product. And so this idea of relationship going deep, not just with the person you sold, who now became your customer, but understanding that the depth of that relationship will yield value to you so much more in the future. Item number three, instead of in the sales process, just talking about the product or the service and you know how it's going to benefit them, you know, what you really want to do is lead them aspirationally to their desire. Aspirationally. What does that mean? Take them from where they are and paint a picture of what life would look like if they choose your solution. There's a question I always ask, and that is, if we work together for the next 12 months, what would you have hoped would have happened such that if you said to me, this was the best decision I ever made. What would have had to have happened for you to say that a year from today? And in that conversation, we're getting an idea of what their aspirations are. And we're able to then tie the value and benefits of our products and services to the value that they want, right? Item number three is being able to figure out what their aspirations are and tie our products or service to what they want. And let's be clear. If what they want is unrealistic, it's also a great opportunity at that point to not move forward. Lastly, I always just say that just be yourself, be authentic in the process. You don't have to be what you saw in somebody's YouTube video. You don't have to be the way they said in that coaching or training program. You don't have to be the way someone else in your industry who's crushing it is doing. You need to show up to the process as yourself. People can sense when you're 
scripted. They can sense when you're insincere. They can sense when you're, I like to call it thirsty. What that means is you haven't made a sale in a while or, or your business is a little off track and it just oozes out of your demeanor and your posture. Always approach a sales process as if you don't need the business, not because you don't need it, but because you can then take the pressure off of trying to make a sale and approaching what we've discussed before, which is understanding that this is just a conversation with someone who has acknowledged that they have a problem that they may want to solve today. They may not, which is also a key point, key point. They may not want to solve the problem today. They may just be curious about a solution. It might not be as bad of a problem as, as it could be. And the timing, which you guys have heard me talk about this and go back and look at the episode on Bant selling the process called Bant. You never know if their timing is now or later. Okay. But back to this idea of being authentic and just being yourself. Don't try to be somebody else. As we wrap up, I just want to say that, listen, you cannot as an entrepreneur be afraid of sales. And it's easy to think, well, I'm not really good at sales and it's just not my thing. And maybe you've brought something to the conversation that makes you afraid of sales or not comfortable with it. I'm telling you, I have helped more people get over this little fear of selling because in my mind, I remember when I used to make cold calls when I was early in my twenties in real estate and all these other things. And it did feel like I was trying to push my way in until I realized about direct response marketing. And of course now today, digital marketing, where now we can do marketing that gets people to raise their hand who come towards you admitting that they are actively looking for a solution. I think if you approach selling that way, you will ease through this fear. It'll disappear. And when people find your dialogue, uh, just a conversational tone that leads to the point where you have figured out that, Hey, they have a need that I can solve. My product has value. It then makes great sense. And it is your obligation to ask for the sale. I hope that helps today with, if you happen to be someone who is a little bit stuck on this idea of selling, you got to get over it. The market is not going to reward you if you are not able to ask for the business. And the way to ease through that process is to approach this conversational structure. And again, if you want to take a little deeper look, definitely come into the Growth Driven Entrepreneur community. And of course, we will make an invitation to you if it's appropriate to come into the Mindship Business Academy, where you can come into my high ticket sales conversion program. But that's, of course, not necessary right now. Appreciate you hanging out with me, dealing with my stuffiness. <laughs> I think it's just the, the time of the year. I don't typically have allergies or anything like that. But again, thank you for hanging out with us today. Check out these two masterclasses that I dropped. It'll give you a taste of what's going on behind the scenes of the Growth Driven Entrepreneur Program. I can't put all of the classes here on the podcast. I think it'd be unfair for those who give up their time uh, to come in and ask questions, but we certainly invite you into the community. And I hope this finds you well. I hope this is now, as we're into the second quarter of 2023, you are moving towards your 2023 Q2 goals. If you are and you're crushing it, hit me up on Instagram at Mr. Daryl Evans if you enjoyed today's show. 
Uh, and if you thought today's show was helpful and you are good with sales, but you think someone else might need to hear this, I would appreciate it if you pass it along to them and share it with them. And let me know on uh, the DMs at, at Instagram that you did so and that you're, you're checking out the show and that you hung out with me today, though I'm not feeling well. So listen, thank you so much for uh, listening into the show today. Thank you for all your love and support. Thank you so much for comments and the feedback and, and just for helping the show grow and reach more and more people. The show would not be what it is without you. I'll see you again next time.